Oh. I mean, D Ream says it says it best, puts it best. Surely, surely no more. Make it stop. It's it's uh, I don't know where to begin, mate. This is getting ridiculous, absolutely ridiculous. But before we get on to um, all the uh, doom and gloom, and that's not just Wolves Twitter, that's just generally uh, among the, the Wolves first team squad. Uh, how, how are you, pal? Because uh, it's just been, it's just, it's just one hard knock after another at the moment. You, you haven't said, welcome to the ENS Wolves podcast, come on, you've got to say it. No, mate, no, it's, this, this is it's not. You're not, not you're not doing it? No. No, it's not. I'm, I'm, I'm sad, mate. You're I'm sad. I need, I, need, I need you to cheer me up. Okay. Um, give, give me cheer me up within thirty seconds. Um, well, it's a bit tough after this week. Um, maybe come back to me next week. What, what about that? Now? Okay. No, um, no come on. No, it's yeah. It's it's not been the best week. Um, net. I need motivation. Come on. Uh, come on. But. You know, they're playing Sheffield United and they might beat them. And um, Saturday night, celebrating a 3 0 win. How about that? Welcome to 205. That's 205. It's the ENS Wolves podcast. I'm your host, Nathan Judo. I'm here with Mr. Joe Edwards. Uh, Joe, look, <laughs> um, it's, um, it's not. Look, look, look. I'm pretty sad. I've been in mourning for uh, the last few days, I'll be honest. Not just because Pedro Neto's on my fantasy, fantasy Premier League team draft. But because if there was any kind of excitement and joy and pure brilliance and just just a, a warm, fuzzy glow and feeling um, this season, it's watching this guy play. And yet when the fans come back, they're going to have to wait another fair few months before they get to see you in action. So it's just it's just rubbish at the moment, mate. So I've got I've gone I've gone and uh, ordered a barbecue, mate. I think right, okay, but everything's sorted with the barbecue. Everything's sorted in the summer. You know, a burnt sausage on a Sunday will make everything feel better. So I've ordered this barbecue that's come came yesterday. It's a green egg. Have you heard of a green egg barbecue? Um, not personally, but I'm sure a few will have. Yeah, green egg. So it's like this ceramic green egg, basically. Right. Uh, pretty self descriptive. <laughs> pretty self descriptive, and uh, it's supposed to be really good. So um, it's supposed to not allow, not need a lot of um, quality barbecuing for it to taste good, which obviously appeals to me. And uh, so it came yesterday, and the guy came, and he's dropped it off. And uh, it's one of these, I guess they deliver a load of different bits and bobs. It's not your just a green egg delivery. It's a guy in a big white truck who pulls it outside, wakes everyone up at the crack of dawn. And then he says, he, he comes in, and he goes, is this, is this for you, Judah? I'm like, yeah, 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 mate. He goes, okay, here you go. And he leaves it on the pavement outside. And this this thing is about... 250 pounds it's heavy and i've gone i've gone hey you're not you're not bringing it in oh i can't do it mate can't do it can't do it because of covid so you just have to move it yourself so i'm like mate i can't even move that i can't touch it and he's got these wheels and all this you know <laughs> thing that he brought it down on you know this kind of pulley system trolley all i need I, i'm not asking him to, to to put it together for me in the back garden but at least wheel it into my driveway no, mate, no, that's you, mate. I've got to go now, I've got to go. Have a good day. Wow. <laughs> so anyway, 24 hours later, it's moved. Um, I've managed to move it a good 
one and a half meters nice to inside inside the driveway and are now awaiting some kind of pulley system which we've ordered off amazon to try and get it into the back garden so the sunday barbecuing looks like it'll be a week on sunday to be honest and then it's anniversary day so i'm in trouble mate to be honest and it's not it's not great it's not great green egg was he green egg yeah green egg yeah green egg barbecue <laughs> yeah i i just I've one of them cheaper ones. Just spend 10, 15 quid. They all do the same thing. What, down the petrol station, you get one of yeah. those, you light it, and it's all good to go? Yeah, just one of them like disposable ones. They're all right, aren't they? What did it- uh, I've, I've got a spare bar. By the way, if anyone wants a spare barbecue, I've got a Weber barbecue if anyone wants one. I mean, it's a bit dirty. I haven't cleaned it for a yeah. while, but they're supposed to be nice. What was wrong with that? What, why did you need to up- upgrade to the green oh. egg? Well, I, I kind of... Um, I left it in the corner over the winter and then the birds have pooped on it and stuff and then like you know it just gets a bit dirty and then one of the one of the the flaps doesn't look particularly pleasing and so I just thought yeah. meh get get rid of it get let's get a new bright shiny sparkling new thing to trade in for but if anyone wants it is interesting in a Weber get involved send me an offer I'll be honest the offer would probably be just get it out of my house to be honest because Alana's like I need this out the house pretty quickly within does, two does weeks. It, that was a week ago. Does it come with the pulley system or will they have to, like you? Oh, this the... is all wheels, mate. This one's oh, all okay. wheels and stuff. You just need one of those gas canisters. It's like a flame-grilled one, you know, so you need a, a gas canister below to buy one. Mm. And uh, and then Bob's your uncle, mate. To be honest, it's probably going to be better than the one I've just brought yeah, into. Yeah, it, it it's does. You are selling the one that you're getting rid of more to me than, yeah. than the green yeah. egg. That just seems like a bit of a novelty, to be honest. Well, mate, you've just gone up to sixty k a year in the old uh, in the old payment with the ENS, so maybe you can, um, you know, maybe you can have a look and purchase one off me. Sixty k a year, that would be nice, wouldn't it? Oh, mate, sixty k combined, mate. To be honest, <laughs> over the three years would be lovely, wouldn't it? Ah, <laughs> oh, dear. Anyway, how was you? How was you? How's the golf going? I am now a member of a club. Oh, have you got a handicap? Um, I'm in the process. Um, okay. I, I'm not gonna. Be, it's not gonna be anything to boast about. I don't think. Um, so the course that I'm at is called Greenfield. It's by me, Cat and Kittens Lane in in Wolverhampton. You don't want to give the peeps there, mate. They're gonna be all. They're gonna be waiting outside for you to come. They're gonna um, be asking for pictures and all no, sorts. No, 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 no. But the, it's a par fifty-eight. I went, I, I went round last week um, put him my first scorecard. I've got to put him three scorecards. Mm. Um, my first one was 101. I had a really poor round. Um, three, three shots out of one bunker. Um, I think I got a 10 on, on, on the par four. Um, okay. Yeah, n- not, not very good at all. I went round again the other day on my own and... Mm. Got ninety six, um, okay. okay, and then did the front. What's letting you down? I mean, I mean, what? judging by your scores, it looks like it looks like your whole game yeah, letting you down. But but what mainly is um, uh, is the issue? Mainly, uh, well, the thing is, this course, and uh, you know, any any good or bad golfer blames anything but themselves. Um, this course, there is out of bounds on pretty much every hole, so. I'm shanking tee shots, and then I'm having, oh, and then I'm having to take a drop, and I so you're already on, you're already on your third stroke. Ah, uh, yeah, you are. Yes, mate. so yeah, there's a lot of that. Um, mm. Bought a new putter, okay, <laughs> which I did notice a bit of difference actually. Mate, you can't, you can't, you can't knock me, mate. When I say I'm, I'm just no. buying another utensil at the barbecue, you're buying new putters, blame it on the putters. I bought a new putter. That 
bit of a more of a pure roll from that putter. So I've bought a putter, um, and I've also last night done a, li- a few little drawings on a on a notepad and took took a picture of these drawings, right, of my course strategy. Oh wow. Well, this is astonishing. Well, I've got to try and line my scores. I've, I've done a, a, an approximate calculator, so my, okay. my 101 is in. If I shoot at around 90, and my mm. next two rounds, I'm going to be a 36 mm. handicapper. Mm-hmm. And okay. the new system goes all the way up to 54. The new wow. world handicap system, but I'm going to be around about a 36, which I'll take. But so I've got this course strategy. What club? But then, but then, but then. Yeah, that's fair enough. But then that means that you're like a 36 on a main golf course. You haven't. You're only playing a couple of par fours and par no, threes. No, you need to play this course. You... Yeah, but no. But what I'm saying is, then you go into a par five on a big boys course. Yeah. You're going to be shooting twenties. No, no. You need to play this course. It's not just you. It's not just a par three. That you, you know, underestimate Greenfield at your peril. Oh, no, I'm not underestimating it, mate. It's just... the, I, I am laying down the gauntlet now. Okay, okay. Edwards, well, versus, playing... Edwards versus, versus Judah, Judah. Oh, in God. the ENS podcast annual okay. golf extravaganza. Well, we've got we've got a golf tournament four ball with uh, with Spears later yes. this summer and, uh, and a podcast winner, so we probably should get around it at some point. I'm playing cricket next week for the first time of the season on Wednesday mm. in Scunthorpe. Um, what? Yeah, Sunny Scunny uh, against the East Midlands. West Midlands versus East Midlands. I'm representing the West Midlands this year. East Midlands um, in Scunthorpe. Uh, mate, don't tell me how. It's a, it's a place called Outcasts, and we're playing West Midlands versus East Midlands in Scunthorpe. Scunthorpe is in East Midlands. No, no, it's in Yorkshire, mate. But I guess the Yorkshire team have a, have a, have a team as well. Right. And uh, they've they've and it's a nomadic. Um, they're both nomadic teams, so basically they don't have a home ground, so they go and play other people's grounds. Anyway, don't ask me. It's the first time I've been selected for them this so season. So they go and play in the most awkward place to get to in the country. And so we're all going to Scunny, <laughs> mate, for the day. Sully Scunny on a Wednesday, <laughs> which is where I shall be. That uh, is like literally like the worst part of the country to try and get to, I'd say. Scunny? That, nah, mm, mate. Newcastle's not great. No, but... It's getting all the way yeah, up Yeah, but it, that's like all motorway, isn't it, really? Like Scu- Scunny yeah. and like Skegness and like all that kind of mm. way. It's just all high roads. Yeah, it's true, I, mate. I, yeah, it's true. I did, I did Boston United a couple of times when I was covering Salford and that is a trek. Trek. Big time. Trek. So, but you, you go in there to play a bit of cricket. I uh, I wish you all the best. Yeah, mate. Yeah, I went to go get a new bat yesterday, so I picked that up from from Sussex. I went down to Brighton for the day, mate, which was nice. <laughs> uh, just doing arse ends of drives, just for the fun of it. I mean, I'm able to drive anyway now, and they've, they've changed it. They changed it from "do not leave your house" to minim- to to minimise travel, mate. So, so you know, a, a 285 mile trip to uh, to Brighton is minimising oh, travel. Oh Christ! Oh, good. I better, I better move on before I get some kind of knock on the door from the police. <laughs> yeah. Uh, right. Um, so Friday was good. I, I I enjoyed Friday night. I had a nice leisurely stroll. I walked about eleven miles down to Borough Market from the old apartment. 
I've got my I've got my pad thai on for the for the for Fulham on the night, so I can enjoy that and uh, some nice little nice little dessert, some mango and sticky rice. I walked around, I had a coffee, went to the game, somehow got a win. You know, Neto a little bit banged up, but all good. He's he's jumping up and down in the corner when he's when he's come off. You know, celebrating with Traore. And then, uh, and then the absolute stinker hits. Um, so yeah, surgery, mate. Like, I'm not going to go on and on about it now. Surgery. They both had surgery. Him and Johnny. A massive, 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 massive blow. This is this is the biggest blow of the lot for me. Um, the success story of the season, like I say, and he's been absolutely superb. And now six months, October, maybe November, maybe. Uh, but uh, crap, kneecap, Joe. What's the latest on him? Yeah, it's just adding. Well, it's adding injury to it. Insult. Yeah, insult to injury. Insult to injury, but injury to injury. Yeah, whatever you want to mm. call it. Um, yeah. So I mean, the, the way. Nuno went on after the game on Friday. I mean, we said on on the video at the time that it didn't really sound like anything serious. No. They all sounded pretty relaxed about it. And, you know, as we say, Neto watched the rest of the game on from the stands. It wasn't as if he had mm-hmm. to be rushed down, you know, to, rushed to an hospital or rushed, no. rushed in for any extensive medical treatment. Um, but then, yeah, scans over the weekend and, yeah, he's he broken his kneecap. Patella is the, is the medical term. So just to, let's just get this out of the way. So I mean, look, after years of, of, of Wolves being incredibly, I'm not going to say fortunate with injuries because a lot of it is maintenance, and, and Wolves have got a fantastic medical department. They, as you would expect, with some people, have come under fire and come under criticism this season, yeah. um, just because of the length of injuries um, and the severity of them. <clears throat> look, it's not as simple as that, and uh, Wolves still have a fantastic medical department. And this injury was not related to the injury. People are kind of putting two and two together and getting five. That he was strapped up because he did have a knock on international duty, which Nuno alluded to after the game as well. Um, but this is this is a completely different injury um, and one that you, I'm going to say you can't do a lot about. Well, no, I'd, you know, of course you you're looking for answers whenever a player gets injured, but. You know, I won't put point the finger at Wolves' medical team at all. I mean, they've, they've done exceptional work over the years. You know, they wouldn't have been doing anything, you know, consciously different this season. I'm sure they would have been, you know, they're always looking at ways they, they can improve, but they're not suddenly just going to change their, their way of working and the way that they do things. I mean, Matt Perry, you speak to anybody at Wolves about him and, you know, they, they all everyone speaks in glowing terms, not just because of the, you know, the medical treatments he, he, you know, he, he provides, but you know the the support network. He's always there. He's all, you know, he, he's such a, you know, an experienced, you know, person in his field. He, you know, if there's an injury, he's seen it or he's he's seen something like it, and you know, I mean, now now's the mental side as well as the physical side. So, um, you know, I mean, I mean, look, if you're getting soft tissue injuries time and time again you can kind of understand it yeah you know people rushing back are they are they rushing back and that's the player as well you've got to trust the player in this you know as much as you can you can say okay this guy's good to go the player is the one who makes the call at the end of the day because if they don't feel quite right and they're put out there then you know they're exposing themselves and you can get that and you get that with any club and you know let's say for example Pedent's coming back from that adductor and then he got injured again didn't he and that's maybe coming back too too soon and you can understand that situation but but fractured or, or cracked kneecap fractured skull yeah. ACL I mean these are massive long term injuries that you've got no rule whatsoever you can't you can't predict any of them 
You can't maintain any of them. Those are just incredibly unlucky, unfortunate injuries that that are you know are taking these players out for a long, long time. Yeah, you can't account for a fractured skull or a broken kneecap. I mean, to be honest, a broken kneecap. I've never really heard of that before. I've not really heard of it before. No, no. and it's so in- innocuous as well. I mean, you know, the. I mean, when we watched him kind of go down and. I thought he's kind of done it off the ball, and then a few people had tweeted me to say, you know, there was a collision with with Anthony Robinson a, a few minutes before that p- perhaps was the cause. But there was nothing. Yeah, he came, yeah, he went down, didn't he? Got a bit of treatment, came back up again, went down yeah, again, and, and but then it that weren't was... a particularly bad. Was it innocuous? Yeah, it wasn't a bad challenge, or no. he didn't really get in with massive amounts of force. I don't think it was just something that just kind of happened. Yeah, innocuously and. Uh, you know, you can do all the preparation work you want and all the kind of preventative measures you want. You know, these things can just happen and Wolves have had, you know, the real cruel end of it. I mean, I think there was always an element that the, having been so, as you say, maybe fortunate is not not the exact word, but having had such a, a you know, a fine record when it came to injuries, I guess there was always potential for it to go the other way. Yeah. Well, with the small squad that it, that it is, that you're always going to, if you do get some kind of long-term injuries to significant players in the squad, you know, with all res- all respect to Marcel, if Marcel's out for for two months with 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 a, with an and plethora of injuries, he's not really going to affect the team too much. Yeah. But when you're losing your first team mainstays, who are very important not only to the team but to from from a defensive point of view, for attacking and scoring the majority of goals and creating the majority of chances, that's when you're really going to feel it. Especially when you haven't got people to come in and and make up for that. Yeah, hugely. And you know, it, even all these injuries now, they're changing the kind of the cosmetic really of, of of the summer. I mean, we said we said a few weeks ago, spine of the team, didn't we? You know, we kept reiterating centre half, centre midfield, centre back, uh, centre forward. Sorry. And now you've you know you've had your your top left back get injured again, and you you've had your top winger get get injured. So it you know it keeps adding to Wolves' list of problems, and it's it is a very difficult time. Um, you know, not, well, what, not only in the short term but for the future as well. Exactly, and uh, and look, I want I want to break this injury down in, into three things. You know, your, your short term, your medium term, and your long term. I think of, of what Wolves are looking at here with with Pedro Neto, and you can you can. Bring in, you know, Johnny and, and, and a couple of others with that. But short term, as it is and as it stands at this moment in time, and correct me if I'm wrong, Joe, and I'm, when I'm saying short term, I'm talking about now at the end of the season, so the next seven games. Short term, you go with what you've got. I assume Daniel Pedence will come in to, to Pedro Neto and you're looking at something like a, you know, a, a Traore, a, a Pedence and, and, and a Willian slash, slash Fabio up top. It's probably where they're going to go, aren't they? If everything's if everyone's fit, yeah, I'd, I'd imagine so. I'd imagine it would be yeah. The Pedens maybe shifts out wide, and then they've got to decide what to do in midfield. Whether they want to play mid- MGW or Vitinho, well, or yeah, whatever. and especially against Sheffield United, we've never been out with COVID, so you'd imagine it's Matinho Dendonka as the sitters, and if they want to play yeah. a four-two-three-one as they had been, then it's mm-hmm. either Vitinho or Gibbs White, and after he's you know, fairly bright displays a substitute at Fulham. Maybe it's Gibbs White. Um, best, best, best for me. The best uh, 
however long he was on the pitch for 15 20 minutes I can't remember now um, but the best I've seen Morgan was white for a while to be honest and look it's only a, a flash in the pan you know short minutes but he definitely looked more at it I think you know especially when we were at the game better to look on the eye it looked like he was really going for it he obviously made a couple of nice passes kind of set Fabio before he put Trari up there for the winner but he definitely looked better to me and that's good that's good to see and he needs to, we need to see it and we need to see more of that and he might get the chance I mean Nuno's not shy of giving him a chance and we'll talk about it when we preview the Sheffield United game of, of putting him and starting him from nowhere really um, don't know what quite that says to about Vitinha but anyway we'll, we'll, we'll cross that bridge and, and talk about that so so short term we're looking at Pedence we're looking at these more games wide Vitinha these kind of barring no more injuries we'll, we'll get Wolves through to the end of the season maybe a Jimenez return Medium term, though, Joe, as uh, someone's parking uh, their car yeah, uh, very closely to it's, you. It's uh, some sort of work Did... lorry, I think. It, it's it's very it's, it's a bit off-putting. But... Is it in your back garden? Is it <laughs> out, yes. out the front? <laughs> um, and uh, but medium term, and I'm talking about the summer now. <sighs> I mean, you've got to plan on... I said I said on the tweet, I'm struggling to find a silver lining. I'm not really including the fact that no one's going to come in now for, for Pedro Neto in the summer as a silver lining, really. I mean, if, if Wolves had let Pedro Neto go in the summer, then, you know, that's that's them saying exactly where they are as a football club. So I'm not kind of including that as a silver lining. But do you replace? I don't think... If you're going to get him back in October... And, and look, he's a young lad. So you expect him to probably recover quicker than most however a bone fracture is still a bone fracture you know so you, you've got to wait and you've got to be patient um on these but from a medium term point of view joe we talked about like you say increasing and improving that spine starting but this is starting we've, we've looked at we've looked and we've discussed about next season being a very important season for wolves that they need to challenge need to really get back into those european places to keep some of the players but this is looking from a minor renewal to a major overhaul all of a sudden here now with Johnny, with Neto, with 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 still looking at these places. We don't, you know, two central defenders, maybe a midfielder, a striker, and on top of that, you still don't know how Johnny's going to come back from two ACLs. You know, you've got to have a question mark there. I mean, I think that's fair enough. It'd be silly not to say that. You st- we still haven't seen Raúl. You still don't know how he's going to come back. We hope he's going to be the same striker, but again, you do not know. And if we don't see him before now on the end of the season, or we see him maybe just fleeting 20 minutes, half an hour, one start before the end, um, is that enough to know you're going to be absolutely fine? You take these players away, Joe. You take them away already before you're losing Neto, before you're losing Johnny. You need you need five five starters in this, over the summer. Five starters to come into this team and make an impact, I think which is a major overhaul. And even then, it takes, it takes time for these players to gel, to bond, for you to, and get accustomed to things before the season's on you. And then you've got to perform from, from ball one, really, to be able to keep this team together. It's a massive year. And I'm a little bit worried, to be honest. Well, the need to have a window like they had in the, the head of the, the first season back in the Premier League, that, 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 that is the kind of window that they need. I mean, you look back on... On that window, that is the last truly successful, I think you'd say, uh, transfer window that Wolves have had. You know, where pretty much, you know, every signing added added something. You know, whether it was in the short term, in the long term. You know, you look at that summer. They they made they got Imanezian on loan initially. 
they got uh, Bolly and, and Jota's deals were made permanent. Uh, they bought in Patricio, they bought in Matinho. Um, you know, they bought in uh, jo- Johnny initially, um, Traore, Dendonka. You know, it was signing after signing, really, and, and, and pretty high calibre signings. Um, you know, signings that, you know, were brought into the team pretty soon. I mean, Dendonka, yes, waited a bit longer. Traore's first season was off. But they were firmly in the first team picture, you know, all season long, really. They weren't just playing, you know, drib and drabs here and there. And they were proper first team, established first team players. And that is the summer that they need again. And um, I know we, we, we always stress it around as we approach this time of year, how, how important it is to, to get it right. But because of the injuries that they've had and, you know, the indifferent season that they've had, you know, They've got to they've got to set their stall out in the summer, and I know I know there's financial difficulties, and that's not just for Wolves, that's for everyone um, because of COVID. But you've got to adjust to the market, and you've got to find a way to make those additions, whether it's a change in tack, you know, of not kind of you know going down the you know the working so closely with with somebody like a George Mendes, or whether it's you know, kind of making some more domestic signings, perhaps, you know, casting the net a bit further in terms of age, whether you, you know, I mean, I know they've typically liked to sign players under the age of 26. Well, maybe you have to kind of change that a little bit as well and make a few exceptions to that rule. So, yeah, I think, you know, this summer, we, it was already an important window, you know, make no mistake. I mean, we've, we've been saying for a while that the strengthening of the, the spine of the team is essential. But, you know, with what's happened to, to, to Johnny again, and now with Neto, which is, as you say, a real kick in the teeth, it places so much emphasis on what they do in the close season because, you know, it, it, it they've got to set themselves up properly for next season. And yes, Neto will come back. You know, Jimenez will come back. Will he be the same as you say? Johnny, you know, there are doubts as to how long he will be out. So you can't leave yourself short in the long term. You know, football is an ever ever-moving game always moves at a quick pace and you've got to make sure you've got enough. You know, you can't just set, you kind of think, well, he's coming back or they're coming back or he'll come in here and you've got to, you've got to make sure you're, you, you're there and you're ready from the get-go. Yeah, and you've got to start creating more chances as a team as well. And when you take someone like Neto away from that side until November, you are, you're really struggling. I mean, you know, we talk about that front three or that front four, that exciting front four of Neto... Traore, Pedent and Raul. So there's your front four going forward next year. Neto you're not seeing until probably November. You've got Pedent who's done okay, but you've got to say he's a bit of an injury issue yeah. the, way that, the, way, the way that things have happened for him. You've got Adama Traore who's still yet to sign a new contract and uh, question marks over his future going into the summer. And you've got Raul who's, who we haven't seen yet from a fractured skull. And these are your four main, main guys. Yeah. So that's that for me is is incredibly worrying. And look, they've got, I'm sure Foson, even if they've got they've had a plan and they'll have a plan at attack in the summer, they've got to maybe move on with this now and do things pretty quickly and maybe change tact and maybe get and maybe spend a little more than they were looking to if they want to get involved in this because you know you hope to get one, two, or three, but you still don't know. And this we're talking about if these players don't, some of these players don't get sold in the summer. This is if Wolves keep on to all their players. You know, so there's a lot of question marks there, and it's a little bit worrying. And I'm being—I'm going to be a bit harsh now, but you take Pedro Neto out this side now, 
the way it is now, with without you know without Raúl, with with the way that you know you've seen Traoré score his first goal, it's still his first goal of the season. You look at Moutinho, you look at some of the defence. You take Pedro Neto out this side now. It's a good thing they're on thirty-eight points, Joe, because that would be I would be looking over my shoulder, and that's a kind of a relegation-ish side that's being put out there at the moment. It's not good enough. It's certainly not good enough for the top half of the table. Um, and he's slightly worried. And it's a massive, massive summer for me. Um, can you understand what I'm saying there? You know, Neto's been the bright yeah, spark. Yeah. He's been the one who's, you know, when you're not scoring goals as a football club and then you, you take out your main playmaker, your main talisman, your man goes scoring the goals and creating the chances. Well, it's, um, it's, it's slightly worrying. I mean, whether, you know, I think they've got to have options in the summer, Joe. I think, I think they've got to get another, another person to... You know, like a Luckman or someone like that who can play across that that midfield. You know, that 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 forward line. If I was them, you got to look at even if maybe playing two up top until Neto the got comes back. You've got to look at different potential options. Um, if I was Wolves, I'd go all out and go and get Tammy Abraham in the summer. I'd say, you know, if you look, at, go and get him forty million pound. Go and get him. If Raúl doesn't come back the same. There's Tammy Abraham. If he does come back the same, there's competition. You can play two up top. You need to get these type of players. And and you wrote an article this week, Joe, about about looking more domestic. You know, a domestic. They've got to change. They've got to change tact, or at least open their horizons. And you know, just because Mendes are the agent doesn't mean say that they can't get people in, British players in, or or um or plays in the Premier League because agents work with agents, and there's always a deal to be done. You know, that that's that's not a problem. But what I'm saying is they have got to start branching out. And looking at replacements and getting them in quickly, which is easier said than done when you've got the end of the season and then you've got the Euro. So all these players, and you're probably looking at most of the players that Wolves are going to be looking at, are probably in and around the international scene. So you've got either them playing European Championships or Olympic Games or whatnot with their team, their current teams. Then there's a short turnaround for next season. It's very difficult to get these kind of players in. Yeah, and I mean, the point you make about being a bottom-half team, well... You know, Wolves have scored 31 goals in 31 games this season, and that's with Neto in the team. You know, mm-hmm. you know, and and now you take Neto out of that, then it's you know it's going to be an even you know averaging an even worse return because Neto has scored five of those goals and set up six of them. So you take him away, then what's that? 20 goals across for across um, for, yeah. 31 games. You know, if you, if yeah. you take Neto out of the equation, so that would be you know <laughs> that would be you know. Landing yourself in real hot water in 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 a, in a fight, you know, you would be in a fight. You can't just score that few goals. So yeah, they've got to they've got to do something in the summer. I know I know it's I know there's a lot of variables, and it's you know often when there's problems, you know, the the easy solution is sign players, get new players in. But I can't stress it enough this time around. You know, they, they've it's been three years now, really, since they've had a real stellar transfer window and you know yes not every signing you're going to be going to make he's going to be successful you know somebody like a Catrone or somebody like a Vallejo that, that they can they can happen you know they, not every not every signing is going to be a harm run I'm not 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 saying that but equally I think they've got to set themselves up and and minimize the risk really because when you when you go um you know so domestic um, so international sorry all the time you know, not everybody is going to make that adjustment to Premier League football, and not every player is cut out for Premier League football. And you know, I wrote that article this week talking about you know those 
experienced left backs, and you know, while they're not the the sexiest names for everyone, I mean, even even some of them in there. I mean, somebody like a Danny Rouse would be, you know, quite a, a big of a risk actually, because he's because he's had you know a year out. But equally, you know, he, he's got two two hundred Premier League games under his belt, and whether or not he's the right person, I think players of that ilk, if they're available. And available at a decent price, and they fit the right character. You know, of course, mentality is an important thing as well. You don't want any bad eggs coming in. But you know, if you can find somebody of that ilk on a cheap on a cheap fee, on a modest wage, with that Premier League experience, why not bring them in? I think uh, you know, there comes a time now that we've seen a lot of young players come in, come in. And they've done well. I mean, like the you know the the players like Fabio. I think he, I think you know he's done well. He's responding well. But it takes time. And with everything that's happened this season and the injuries that they've had, you need players to start coming in and being able to just be steady Eddies from the start. You know, even like a Samedo, who you've spent twenty seven million on from Barcelona, he's he's took six seven months really to start kind of bedding in and mm. even even now there's still question marks over him so I would like to see proven Premier League quality whether or not we will see it I'm not exactly sure at the minute it would it would take you know a, a significant change of tack but there comes a time when you when you've been in the Premier League for three years you've done well there comes a time where you start you've got to start competing with other Premier League clubs to say I'm going to take this player off you we're gonna, you know, we're a team now with European ambitions. Yeah, you might be at a Southampton, you might be at a Palace, but we're looking higher. Come over here and join us. You know what I mean? So I think that's, um, I think that's something that could be adopted, and uh, hopefully so because I do like these young players. I know what Nuno wants to do. He he wants to improve them and mould them into good players. I think players like Ain't Nuri have, you know, potential, but. Um, you know, there's there's a balance to be struck, and Wolves went completely the other way this season. Too much potential, not enough proven experience, and uh, I think experience is the key word going into uh, the summer. Yeah, for me, Joe, you can look at the recruitment this summer in both both ways. You can look at it and go right, okay. Coming out of COVID, clubs have lost a lot of money. There's not going to be a lot of money flying about this summer, so there's not going to be a lot of deals done with the Euros. But then. You can say, okay, well, if there's not going to be, if players, if there's not going to be a lot of money flying about, let's let's speculate, let's 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 put some money about here, let's get these players in that might not normally be available, and let's let's you know get ahead of the march here, let's get these players in. But then, but then look at Villa, who have spent hundred million plus this summer, and only have one place above Wolves. You know, you look mm. at the table, they're eleventh, the Wolves are twelfth, and you look at Villa having this great season. Well, the, the the one place above Wolverhampton Wanderers, but I do feel if you're gonna, you know, if you're gonna zig, everybody else is zigging. You've got a zag, you know. You, I think that I think it comes to that time because I think Nuno will know, and well, not just not just the players, but I think Nuno himself as well will know that this this kind of the Patricios and your Neveses and your Netos and your Raul Jimenezes, Jimenez may be a little bit different case, but. These kind of guys have probably got one more year together before they're looking for that last big move. Not a last big move for Neves, but your Patricios and stuff like that. If you can't give them a European football, it's a big, big season. Um, and I think if you're going to be Wolves, you're going to be Fosen. I know we can talk till the, the cows come home about you know China and pulling out the money with European clubs and, and that kind of um, aspect as well. If Fosen want Wolves to kick on, this might be the perfect summer 
to go and spend big or to make those moves when other teams are not looking to do the same. Yeah, there's always that other side of the coin. I mean, I think Villa referred to it when they signed Morgan Sanson in, in January that they got him at a, at a far, far less of a price than they actually thought that they would because, you know, the the other side of the of the pandemic is, is clubs are quite happy to, I think, take less money than they would have done otherwise. You know, they're, mm-hmm. you know, they're more willing to do deals and, you know, they, they got him for, for far less than they actually expected that they, they would. So... There, there is that as well, and um, you know, for for while you know the the spending club money may be tight, but for at a selling club, you know, the, and there'll be other clubs in, you know, I mean Wolves. Just looking at going back on to their financial situation, yes, they they did make a loss, but uh, you know, if you've seen some of the other Premier League accounts that have come come out over the last few weeks, you know, clubs have made far more loss. Than Wolves mm. did, you know. Wolves is quite modest, really, and you know, by by their terms, it would have been a twenty million profit had it not been for COVID, and you know, that would have been a pretty respectable, um, you know, situation. Fausen, I think their accounts came out a few weeks ago, and if a few people were kind of looking at it, oh, they're less profitable than they were, but they're still billions and billions in profit. You know, it's it's not, it's not, you know, in terms of. Yes, they're, they're they're taking a hit, but it's not as if they're they're suddenly not a massively profitable company. They still are. So you know, and now Wolves is just a a fraction of Falson's arm. But it's not as if you know they're they're in financial dire straits. Yes, they've got to be careful and they've got to be prudent, like any club has. But um, if if they if they want to, I think I think they should should be able to to get these deals done. They've got to get these deals done. You know, the, it's it's the time, and with everything that's happened. You know, the, the summer is huge, and they've got to have a summer like they did. You know, ahead of that first season back in the Premier League, they need to have a statement summer. And yet, realistically, we're going to be waiting until a couple of weeks before the end of the season when the Euros are finished for deals to be done, which yeah. isn't going to help fans who are worried about these situations. But that's just the nature of the beast. Because even if you are these players and you are these clubs and you are these agents, you're going to wait till the last. The last possible minute when you have to sell, waiting for the best deals to come across. So it's a very difficult market to get involved in, especially when you've got a major championship. Um, you know, which should have been last summer, of course, and it is now this summer. If it wasn't that, and they were having a clean break with not a lot going on, I would expect them to to really, you know, be a bit more relaxed. But the fact that you know you just really don't know with, with some of these players who's available and who's not, and when they're going to be available. Um, you think that behind the scenes they're going to be getting stuff done and seeing who's available now, but you know you might have to wait and be very, very patient, which is difficult. You've got all the fans coming back next year with all these expectations. The last thing you want is the majority of this squad with not a few, you know, a couple, maybe a couple of signings, but still waiting on two or three going into the season and uh, and then start badly. And it's, oh, you just don't want that atmosphere, do you? Everyone's been looking so forward to, the, to this to next season and, and getting people there you want to be your squad wants to be looking in decent shape to really mount a charge and hopefully it will be yeah it, it, it's it's not going to be an easy summer I mean I, I, I know that much and especially with the quick turnaround and, and everything like that it's going to be frantic and it's going to be difficult but that's um you know that's that, that's the cards you dealt, and it's the cards everyone's dealt. You know, it's not it's not just it's not just walls, of course. I mean, everybody will be in the same boat and kind of off off dependence on what happens in the Euros. It, it, every everyone's in the same position, and um, 
you know, it, it isn't ideal. You'd, ideally, you'd have a, 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 a full summer and then you'd be able to have a, get a signing in and go on a pre-season camping in Austria or a Switzerland like they have done in the past and, you know, not have these travel restrictions. But, you know, this this is just the way, way things are. And... Um, Hopefully they, they they can adapt and uh, have a successful summer because it, it is it is massive. Questions, questions, questions. You ready, Joe? We've got fifteen minutes of questions. Come here. on, here we go. Yeah. Here we go. Paul Mansell, could four three three be a good way to implement a hybrid formation to marry uh, marry the best parts of three four three and four two one three for next season? So he wants to go four three three. Four three 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 four three. I'm just I'm just thinking out how that becomes a a hybrid on the pitch so the the centre half moves into midfield when you attack perhaps you know as a kind of a instead of Cody being the sweeper maybe Cody is the you know the holding midfielder that then mm. goes into the back three it, it, it can it can um, it's the formation one yeah I don't I, I don't know I, again as I've said it a few times They've got to improve the team regardless um, of formation and they've got to find a way of scoring more goals. I mean, of course, it's gone a bit stale in a 3-4-3 three, three this season goals-wise, but they've scored plenty of goals in, in seasons past because they've had pure goal scorers in the team as well. Yeah. They just haven't had pure goal scorers in the team this season. Mm. They, they, they lost their, 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 their top scorers. You know, the first the first two injury, they sold the second and third in 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 uh, Jota and Doherty and they didn't replace them with proven goal scorers you know I think the the success of either system relies upon players who can score goals and have a track record of scoring goals and defenders who have a track record of of, uh, you know of being successful defenders and keeping lots of clean sheets as where Wolves haven't really had either of that this season. Um, especially when it comes to a back four, they've not had defenders that have played in a back four. You know that that even even a Bolly and, and 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 a you know and even a Kilman who were you know a traditional centre halves, you'd say, haven't played in in a four at Wolves until now. So you've got to get proven defenders, proven strikers, and you know a, a decent you know combative, creative midfielders. No matter what system you play, I sometimes just think there's perhaps a little bit too much focus on what the system is. I think the improvement has got to be made regardless of it because you know a four-three-three isn't going to be an overwhelming success with the players that they've currently got, and I don't think a three-four-three is going to be an overwhelming success with the players that they've currently got. The, oh, the, the, you, they've they've, got, to, they've got to make signings. I'll give you this then. Okay, so if that's not a current, not not potential situation that could work, how about? Since he's not going to the Euros, probably sell sell Traore for forty million, buy Tammy Abraham for forty million, and start three four one two with Pedensen behind Raúl and 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 Abraham. But then who's playing right mid? Well, Semedo. 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 Don't know. We'll see. I, I don't know if Tammy Abraham is, is worth £40 million anymore. Do you not think? Oh, I think he is. I don't know. I, I mean, yeah. You he, need strikers need to be playing games, not playing. They're playing the, yeah, games, but, got... but he's fell out the England reckoning. He's pretty much, what is he, third choice now at Chelsea? Well, get him for £20 million then. Well, it's £20 million yeah, to spend on yeah, a left wing back. Yeah, yeah that's fine. But yeah. Like, in that hypothetical situation, I'd, I'd want to mm. sign 
like a wide man as well, I think. Mm. You know what I mean? What? Well, go get three, four, one, two. Go and sign him. Go, go and get PVA on a, on a three-year <laughs> deal, and uh, and bring in Luckerman as well. And happy days. I'd take that. I'd take I'd take Abraham Luckerman and uh, and PVA for Traore, mate. Jathan Nuder, director of football. Jathan, Jathan Nuder. <laughs> Went in for the Warsaw job, mate. Technical director no, just missed out, no, to be honest. Shame. So, I know, I know. Uh, Chris Fisher uh, says, "Does Neto injury mean Traore will be back next season?" As a soda connoisseur, 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 dear me, connoisseur that he is, does Joe prefer Mountain Dew or Mellow Yellow? On the fizzy drinks front, I've never mm-hmm. tried Mellow Yellow. I'm not sure. It's, I'm just googling it now. I'm not sure it it's available over here. To be fair. Uh, Mellow. Probably in those American c- sweet yeah. shop places, mate. Yeah, yeah. Oh, all I've got is the song Mellow Yellow. Yeah. Mellow so yellow. on yellow. on the basis I've never tried Mellow Yellow. I'll go Mountain Dew. I do, I do like a Mountain Dew actually. Um, oh, Mellow Yellow. Okay, interesting. Yeah, I've just seen it now. Looks it does look interesting. <laughs> um, it is a original smooth citrus flavored soda. Mellow Yellow looks very very similar to Mountain Dew. To be fair, like like a. Yeah, well, because Mountain Dew is a little bit citrusy, not majorly, but a little bit. So it, yeah, it's like a it's like a Seven Up on steroids, isn't it? Um, I was gonna say yeah, I was gonna say something like that, like a Seven Up. <laughs> it's like a Sprite on steroids, yes. but with but with green. I'm trying to see, there's different Mountain Dews now you can get as well. Yeah, it's just, major, it's, major Melon. Have you tried? I that? think I don't know. I think it's just the green ones, isn't it? Over here. Yeah, it's an American box thing. Yeah, again. yeah, but. I'll say Mountain Dew. And on the wingers, well, mm. I mean, Nuno keeps talking up Traore. And it is genuine. He really, really... And they've got they've got to make a decision there. Um, but yeah, you know, with Neto, even if even if they, even if they keep Traore, to, to, to be honest, you know, you're looking at probably getting a winger in with, with Neto being out, to be honest. Um, mm. Because Pedence has been... You know, there's question marks of whether he's. I think he's better as a winger than a ten. Personally, I think he yeah. does his best work when he's out wide. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you, you look at the chances he he's created in the last few games. They've all been crosses from the right hand side, over to Jose, pretty much. Yeah, and I think he is better as a winger, but he's been playing as a ten. But even if you've got Pedence and Traore, I don't think that I don't think that's enough. I, I, mm-hmm. I think you need somebody mm-hmm. else. Even though Neto's only out till November, what it might be. I think that even if it's just going down the loan route, or you know, it's a younger player from from one of from one of the you know the, the big six guys or whatever. I think they need somebody else. Um, you know, now now Neto's injured. David Evans, book your mania headline act with Wolves players. Please include stipulations as well. Kind regards. <laughs> did you watch? Uh, did you watch the old WrestleMania? I must admit, I did watch. Uh, did watch it on the Monday and Tuesday. Night one, way better than night two. I watched the. Highlights compilations on YouTube. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, um, night one better than not. Yeah, I kind of got that feel as well. Way better. Night mate. two just Way seemed better. a little bit filler. Um, Fiend was a botch job. Messed that up completely. Yeah. we could go on and on about it, but night one, Banks, um, Banks, Banks and Bella, Bella was brilliant, and Cesaro and Rollins were two best matches at WrestleMania. There wasn't even wasn't even a shadow of a doubt. Um, was the bad bu- good? Was the bad bunny match on the first night as well? Yeah, it was. It was de- decent. Yeah. I mean, he did well. I mean, they, they helped. They helped him out, of course, as you would do. You can make someone look pretty good without being. You know, but he trained trained well apparently beforehand. Yeah, was like there for like six weeks or whatever every day. A, a Wolves match. Mm. Yeah. 
don't know. I'm going to say Traore's got to be headlining Mania. Sure. So, so it would be Traore. Who else has got? I'm saying tra- I'm saying Traore Patricio. No. In um. Patricio. I've got one. Go on. Traore versus Fabio Silva in a hair versus hair match. Oh, lose after shave it off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That 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 would be mine. Traore versus Silva, hair versus hair. Hair versus hair. Excellent news. Yeah. Um, Richard says, uh, would any of the other Wolves midfielders have attempted the turn Walking Gibbs White performed in the lead up to Adama's goal versus Fulham? Discuss, please. That's a good point. Um, maybe Vitinha would have. Um, but I just haven't seen enough of him to to really know. Um, he seemed, you know, pretty progressive and pretty attack-minded when I, you know, obviously waxed Liverpool about him a couple of weeks ago after that Portugal 21s game. But, now that is something that, that that Morgan, you know, always looks to do. He's lo- always looking to play on the half turn. Sometimes, sometimes to his detriment. You know, sometimes there is a time where you you want to just kind of get get it under your control, play it off, and then look for the next pass. But you know, if if there is something that you know to to to, to like about Morgan, it, it, it's that he's always trying to get on the front foot. Um, you know, it obviously hasn't resulted in enough goals and assists over the last few years, but. You know, if there is, if you're looking for things to come out of Neto's injury, and you're trying to look for positives, you know, we, we've said it a few times now, but you know, this could be a run of, run of, you know, games for for Gibbs White now to 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 kind of you know cut his teeth and try and stake a claim for next season, show if he if he is a viable option for next season or if he needs to be, you know, loaned out or sold or whatever they want to do. But you know, the, the, there's players with points to prove, and and Gibbs White is certainly one of those. It wouldn't surprise me if Gibbs White plays on on Saturday, but if he does and you don't see Vitinha, there's no way they're signing Vitinha. Surely, how can they sign Vitinha when every other option avenue is open and they're still not playing him? Whether it's Neves COVID or Moutinho injured, you know, or, or or Neto out and he's still not getting a look in, there's no way they're going to sign him. Surely. Well, certainly not at the at the money quoted. I mean, yeah, whether they can really bring the price down but even if they bring the price down and even if it's half of that or you know it's still it's still all adds up and you know with all the work that they need to do over the summer you know can they afford to be spending even if it's you know towards 10 million on, on Vitinia to be honest so um, yeah if he, if he doesn't get a run now you, you, you do wonder if he if he ever will at Wolves King Wolf says, uh, "Are Wolves women a amazing or b bloody amazing? Seriously, these girls deserve a huge amount of credit for that performance on Sunday with another big game this Sunday on Wolves TV." B bloody amazing, I think. Yeah, I think that's mm. I think that's the correct answer. Um, yes, yeah, stuffed Watford four one and stuffed them absolutely stuffed them. Um, yeah, I mean the the B obviously Forest from the level above beating them on penalties um, after it finished two two, but you know it dominated large spells of that game and then. Yeah, beat beat Watford four one, and um, you know they've got Blackburn who are who are two levels above. So Wolves are at step four of the women's game currently, although they, they are hoping to go up to into step three, and uh, Blackburn are, are in the second tier. So that that'll be a big test this weekend. But you know that having having beaten Watford and beaten in beating them in such style, you know they're they're facing Blackburn with uh, with nothing to lose, and they'll mm. they'll be feeling confident. So. Uh, yeah, all the all all the all the best luck to him, and um, yeah, they, 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 they've had a great few weeks. And um, after the tough few months that they had, and the season catalments, you know, couldn't be couldn't be happier for them. That you know, they 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 deserve that. They deserve those moments. 
Yeah, it'd be great. And look, I think we've got a bit of a space in the diary. If I do get through Blackburn, Joe we might be able to, to get to a game or two before the end of the season, which would be nice as well, because I'd love to go and see them. And, and you know, if, if, if there's no... You can't write them off going into Sunday, that's for certain. No, they're, they're giant killers. That's what they are. Um, there's, there's a few giant killers here, Joe, that, that John Little says are people who are out of contract. I can't even answer the question. <laughs> Come on, John. He's saying Aguero, Draxler, Di Maria, Depay... Modric, Ramos. I'm, I'm sorry, mate. I'm sorry, I can't. I can't. John, come on, mate. Uh, John Harris says, any additional updates on Marcel's return? On Monday, they said no dates, but unsure if anything else has been released since then or if you guys know more. Also, any information on Guedes from Valencia? Uh, probably the most talked about transfer in some articles stating a deal is in place. Uh, Marcel now, just as it as it is as as you know, Wolf said the other day, just now now return date. I mean, it'll be brought up in Nuno's press conference tomorrow, I'd imagine as well. But yeah, it doesn't seem like there's been would a- would help would be helpful though if he is available for a bit of the running as well. We kind of ease that burden on it, on Nuri as well. It would, it would. Um, but yeah, I wouldn't necessarily judging by things around going at this rate, I wouldn't necessarily hold out for it or you know put put all your money on it to be honest. Um, no. And Gaides, he's a he's a name that comes up quite regularly, isn't he? I haven't heard anything of a concrete as to that. I mean, he, he's a you know he's a he's a player that obviously is at Valencia, and, a, and a, I think he I think he is a Mendes client um, from looking in the past. But um, yeah, I mean that 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 is a wing player, somebody who could play across across the. Uh, Across the front three, and that is a, the kind of player that they, you know, they probably need now. But whether Gredis is, is is the right man, uh, you know, there's nothing, there's nothing concrete to to, to say at the minute. Um, Matt's kind of asking, where do the priorities lie in the summer? We've kind of discussed that. Being realistic on transfer fees, both being brought in and going out. How many more players do we need to see coming in, increasing squad size? You need about six or seven, I think. Massive that. Yeah. They've never done that, have they? They've never well, done that. So well, you can't see it. They're signed, that happening, can you? They signed six last summer, but they just signed like four that were kids. Um so if th- Are we getting to a watershed moment this summer? Yeah, yeah. With the way yeah. wolves are going. Is it is it that big? I think so, yeah. Mm. Oh, I'd describe it as that, yeah, definitely. Um mm. you know, they they did they did make six signings last summer. You know, that it was Hoover, Aintnuri, Vitinia. Uh, Semedo, Silva, and Marcel. So you know they're, mm-hmm. they're six, but you're just gonna make six that are ready to, to 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 come in. I mean, you've you've got you've you've got your players that are kind of young and potential. I mean, you know, you, you you've got you've got Silva, you've got you know an Ottesewi who's got potential. You've got you know Kilman kind of falls into that bracket. Sanderson, if you want to bring Sanderson back, he's another player that kind of falls into that remit. A young player with with a high ceiling of potential. But um, yeah, the They've got to make like six signings, so they've got to probably get at least one centre half, maybe two. But whether Sanderson comes back and kind of fills one of those, and the the, the feel he's ready over the summer, then maybe. But one or two centre halves, at least one midfielder, a striker for me, um, a left back, and a winger. So that's six, mm. and then probably a goalkeeper as well. Mm. You know that. Well, yeah, it's crazy. Isn't it? So it's, it's so many. It's, it's, six. it's kind of scary. You, you, hope, you kind of hope, Joe, that for, if they can do, get some people across the line before the Euro start. You know, yeah. like season finishes, get one or two in place. That would be the that would be the dream. And then you know you're always gonna have some that are gonna rumble on 
I know it's unlikely, but I can remember. I can remember actually um, back in the Borough days uh, when the season finished. Yakuba actually scored four of the last game of the season against Borough um, for Portsmouth. Yeah. And then, oh, I think it was last game of the season. The last game of the season, or the penultimate game of the season. As soon as the as soon as the season finished, the very next, the following Monday, Borough signed Yakubu. Yeah. So they, it can happen. They can get these players in place, but they need to. I feel they need to get one or two over the line pretty quickly. To be honest, when the season finishes, easier said than done, of course. <coughs> Wolves blogger <coughs> says um, left back watch Joe and Nathan Robinson from Fulham looked very good against us. Would you take him? Yeah, I like him. I like him. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd maybe want someone that he a little bit more experienced. If I was mm. if I was being very very kind of pernickety, but. If um, you know, if he was, if he was to come in, I wouldn't be, um, I wouldn't be, you know, really downhearted about that one. Um, you know, I, I, would you take a Buendia or Cantwell yeah, from Norwich? Oh, all day long, all mm. day long. But they're going to stay at Norwich, aren't they? I think you know, especially with Norwich coming up. You know, if 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 Norwich, you know, by by obviously not a left back, but you know what I mean. No, but yeah, but like yeah, I, no, but yeah, but no, but yeah, yeah but yeah. no, but yeah. Chris says, uh, "Is there any truth in the recent Nuno to Tottenham rumours?" I don't think so. No, I mean, no, I haven't heard any, any anything anything at all. But like, it, you just look. You're trying to. Whenever you see these things, you know. I know football doesn't always deal in logic, but Mourinho for Nuno that doesn't really, you know, it, it just doesn't really seem that much of a, the you know, the move that that you'd make. To, to mm-hmm. be honest. Now, for uh, Nuno, who you know for for many years was a student of of Mourinho, and look, you know as as many Portuguese managers do, looks up to Mourinho. Um, you know, Mourinho has always been a manager that has been defence first and foremost. And I think if there is a gripe that Tottenham fans have with Spurs, it's that you know they perhaps don't play the most attractive of football. Wolves have played, of course, attractive football in years gone by, but Nuno again has always been defence first and foremost. You know, and um, now, going from a manager who is so kind of defensive orientated to another manager that is very defensive orientated, I don't know how well that would translate. Really, um, it wouldn't be one that I'd automatically put put together. Nuno and Spurs doesn't just you know maybe before they appointed Mourinho, you know, like when when they initially got rid of Pochettino, I was kind of thinking, oh, what's going to, and then they just appointed Mourinho, and then that was it done maybe then but I don't think now I don't don't really see that one George says uh, who could be the most valuable player not price tag for Wolves in these last few games to get us over the line to end the season Traore Traore he's um, you know got a goal he got a you know a great great assist against West Ham um, and if he ends well, ends the season well, he could end up going to the Euros with Spain. You know, he's got a point to prove. And um, I think, you know, especially with Neto injured, um, the onus falls on him really to start scoring goals and assists. And I mean, he has he has made one of each in the last couple of games, and hopefully he can carry on in that vein and get himself a few goals and a few assists before the end of the season because he is now, I think, Wolves' you know main outlet. And um, you know that the, there's a there's more emphasis on his shoulders now. I think, you know, he wants to show what he's about, and now's the time. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with someone else. I'm gonna say Daniel Pedent, mate, for me. I think 
Pedence has just come back. I like Pedence. I think Pedence is, is a really good player. We've seen glimpses of what he can do. Neto injured now. He looks like he's up to speed. He'd probably get 90 minutes or close to 90 minutes from him. Um, not only is, is Neto you know, ruled out for the end of the season, of course he's ruled out for the Euros of Portugal. Pedence hasn't been in the squad recently. However, he has been in that squad and maybe if he can finish the season strongly for Wolves, he might get in instead of Neto. Um, as, as a late replacement and probably more for me more of a chance of getting in the Portugal squad than Adama's got in getting in the Spain squad but we shall see I think he could have a really big end to the season for Dents and take on that mantle and that attacking intent not just not just in assists but in goals as well uh, with the fixtures that Wolves are coming up starting with Sheffield United I think he could have a really big end to the to the summer okay okay we'll see do you have a little do you have a little a little sportsman's bet mate uh, goals between now and the end of the season. Triori versus Pedence. I'll take Pedence. Would you take Triori? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you want to do? What, what's a what, loser? Um, loser has to. Loser has to. Okay, I tell you what. I tell Go you on. what. I got a good one for you. Seeing as I like my songs. Yeah. Loser has to sing in a podcast. The following podcast, at the end of the season. Uh, the full. Uh, two verses and two choruses of Hit Me Baby One More Time. Okay, yeah. Yeah? Yeah, go on then. Okay, why, okay why, there you go. Why not? There you go. So could someone who listens to this take? Uh, please keep track of, of goals between now and this season? It might be pretty easy to keep track. It might be 1-0 at the end of the season, <laughs> yeah. to be fair, either way. But could someone keep track um, on the each week? It uh, would be much appreciated. Uh, from uh, Judah or, or Jathan Nuda. And uh, and Joe and uh, so I've got Pedence for goals. You've got Triori for goals, and uh, the loser shall sing "Hit Me Baby One More Time" by Britney Spears. Full version in the podcast after that last game against Manchester. Even like United. the interlude, like the dramatic interlude, like mate, you can have backing vocals, you can have back, track, whatever you want, but you got to go in all. You got to be all in. You can't just. I only have... Is killing me. And and yeah, you want you want full on. I kind of want to lose it to be honest. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say. <laughs> okay, um that's a couple of questions. Here we go. We digress. Uh, Poco says, uh, will we ever see Max Kilman in a wolf shirt again? I for one certainly hope so. I certainly hope so as well. Because I, I don't think he's ever let him down and um you know, of course, when he played at left back, he weren't a left back. But every time he's played at centre half, and especially that run, what was it October, November, when they were just grinding out results, he was the best player of that run. Um, so yeah, I do, I do, I do like, I do like him, and um, hopefully we'll see a bit more of him in these final weeks. Big, big, really good question here from Richard. Do either of you sit down to we just to mix things up? Mm, maybe sometimes. See, I, I'm not. I'm not. I'm, I'm a sandal, I'll be honest. However, I do know a couple of uh, partners who do sit down to pee, just to pee, um, to help their partners because they don't want any mess around the seat. And I'm like, come on, mate. Mm. Come on, mate. You're better than that. Could be a treat, Carney. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, no. I'm stood all the way, mate. Uh, Matt, uh, has this squad of players now run its course? The vibes I get are that we need to rip the defence and midfield apart if we really want to kick on. Particularly if you want to go back to a top, to a back four, I'm stunned that we have put continually neglected midfield and centre back every window. I don't think it's a rip up, but it's a big summer, as we say. I don't think it's a rip up and start from scratch, but it's 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 improving what you have and making sure 
you know, you don't stand still because you know I, I think you know the, the the bulk of this squad is the same squad that that it has been for for three years now, um, for two three years. Um, not out and out replacing players, but it's bringing in new players and you know some of the players that you know maybe a Sace and, and maybe a Dendonka to an extent that aren't guaranteed starters. You know that 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 they have been in the past. I think you know there comes a time when you look like a like a Leicester have had an evolution. Players like Mark or Brighton have become a bit more. You know, chop and change. Christian Fuchs, as as he's got older, has taken more of a backseat role. I, th- I really admire the way Leicester have gone about things over the last few years. And if there's a template to follow, then I think you know they've 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 got it pre- pretty pretty well. So you know they've kind of they've kept the, the the players around, the players that got them there and got them in the conversation. They still have key roles to play, but they're not the first name on the team sheet. And I think that's I think that's something that Wolves can follow. Yeah. Okay, last couple very quickly because I know you've got to go, Joe. Uh, there is actually a question from Jathan Nuda. He signed it. Jathan Nuda, Andy the Wolf. Um, he says, uh, I know Foson are a conglomerate and are, and are experts in return of investments, but do you believe they will invest enough in the summer to protect their asset-given injuries with an already thin squad, etc.? Last summer it was net zero investment window. Signs it, Jathan Nuda. <laughs> yeah, I think the. I don't think they can just quite have a net zero. Uh, yes, they don't want to be too much you know a hundred million pound spend and getting nothing back or that. but it, I think there's got to be an element of, of pushing the boat out and just taking kind of you know well it, it will we'll take a slight hit this year but in the long run it'll benefit us you know and um, you know they're being true businessmen there comes a time where you have to take uh, calculated risks and um, yeah I think this summer's the time for that uh, Andy Jones says, uh, "Is the away shirt to blame for this season?" Yeah, if you're looking for anything, then yeah, put it on there. <laughs> blame the away shirt. Chef <laughs> uh, United, Chef United, mate. Uh, look, uh, they're not very good, uh, so we need to beat them basically, um, just to get over that forty-point mark. Uh, look, Wolves, Wolves are fine; they're not going anywhere this season. But look, they've got a nice little three games here, uh, and people need to step up, like you say, like Triori, hopefully, like William Jose. Is he going to get a goal? Is offside and VR going to keep on doing its best and its damnedest to to stop him getting zero for the season? Uh, we sh- we shall see. Uh, Formation wise, mate, what are we thinking? Willie Willie Bolly expected to be back. No Neves. So give me your predicted lineup. Oh yeah, it's whether he keeps it with Sice and Cody on the back of a of a clean sheet at Fulham or brings or brings um, you know or brings Bolly back in. Maybe he might just stay with it. I, I don't know. But, you know, nah, nah. I don't know. But, but bullying for Sace then, and then back for Martinho and then Donka. You couldn't see Sace in midfield or left wing back. I don't think so. I think I think those days are gone. Personally. So what about what what about if he goes? Yeah, and you think he's not going to go to a back five with Sace, Bolly, and Cody. Not against Sheffield United, I don't think. Okay, okay. You know, if 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 they really believe in it and they and they and they think it's the way forward, I mean, he stuck by it against Fulham after I thought they'd definitely changed back to a three because he mm. started so poorly against West Ham. Mm. If they're mm. stuck with it against Fulham, I'd imagine they'll stick by it. You know, okay. against yeah. even though they changed it when Neto got injured. Oh, it, yeah. It's such a tough one, but I'd say four two three one. Okay. Yeah. With with who's your three? Uh. So Neto, no, I mean Neto struggle, mate. To be fair, Matinho, Dendonka, mm. Gibbs, White as the oh. as the spearhead, 
Pedenton Traore Silver up top. No, Silver no, up top. no, I'm, I'm getting all confused. Hey, mate, you're all over the you're all over the shop, mate. To be fair, picking Wolves' formation and team, <laughs> especially after these injuries, it's like picking the lottery numbers. Can I you give it? me a prediction then? Okay. Give me a prediction just to finish things off. Surely you can get that right. Um, two nil Wolves. Hey, there we go. And and a first goal in golden black for for William Jose. Finally, justice served. Yeah, I'm gonna say uh, Wolves four. <laughs> <laughs> Sheffield United won. I'm going to say a 4-1 win from absolutely nowhere when they've lost the most creative player of the season. We shall see. Um, right, mate. Uh, happy birthday, Leander Dendonka, by the way. And uh, I'm off to get a haircut. So uh, I should be uh, fresh for you on Saturday night. Qu- quarter past eight. eight. Oh, oh, quarter past eight. Kick off on Saturday night. Can't wait to finish till 1am on Sunday morning. Oh, good God. Help me. Uh, thanks, mate. Have a good one. Um, I'll speak to you. Uh, I'll see you on Saturday. Uh, From me, from Joe, have a great weekend. Take care. Bye-bye.